Yeah. Oh no. You know, I don't think there's such thing as retirement anymore. What are you, a professional wrestler? <laughs> no, I think Jeez. it's because look, lately I've been meeting a lot of people. Not aside from watching people like in wrestling or sports, like Mark. You know, he he retired, quote unquote retired, yeah. but he still trains people. Like, well, Mike is still training, but people that I for I really just thought you referred to the Undertaker as Mark, and I was gonna throw something at you. No, <laughs> no, I meant like coach actually, Mark. Mark. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, people, even in the professional world, like people that love and are passionate about what they do, they work their asses off. And even after the retirement age, they don't stop, even if they do volunteer work. I've met a lot of professors now that continue to do what they love because it's what they do. That's just who they are. And I feel like people need that in their mind so that they can continue to live a happy life or else what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. So I don't think you're going to go from retirement. Like you keep saying you're retired from competing, but it's not the case. I don't think you'll ever get to that point. Sorry. Physically, I'll definitely get to that point. Well, yeah, but like mentally. No, yeah. Um, yeah, la- last year when, when I did the whole in-house thing with Caesar, that that felt good. I had my coaches there. I had Dan Severn there. Um, you know, Caesar's one of the... the fastest up-and-coming guys that we have at the gym he's getting ready to make his debut fight he's done a few grappling tournaments took second place first place and a bunch of them um you know so i was like you know and and he's young he's a young kid and i was like all right and i was able to keep up with them i was like that, that's what i needed i you know my family was there my godson was there my cousin was there everybody that i needed to be there was there for that you know and i was content with that being it you know this this year in August is gonna mark ten years since I last competed officially. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that does something to your brain, you know, because for for me it's it's the doubts, it's the doubts if I can still do it because it's been so long, mm. you know. So there, there's a little bit of doubt there that exists, and there's curiosity, you know, because yeah. the last fight that I had, I was at 125 pounds of skin and bones. You know, with roughly three years of training in MMA, you know, so now that I'm on 13 years of training and then 155 pounds, roughly uh, between 55 and 58, you know, with so much more knowledge and experience of the sport, you know, and I've gotten a lot more experience as as a coach, you know, so working with the competitors and and picking their brains and them picking my brains and and seeing what what the competitors are capable of, that curiosity also exists, you know? So all of that, you know, with a little bit of, uh, a little bit of peer pressure sprinkled in, in there is, is essentially how I came to the decision to, to do, to do a grappling tournament in October. Why? Because of all that, all of those things. It, it started with, with Zach saying that he would do one, he would do the same one that I did. You know, so at first it was like, all right, you know, because I want to see Zach compete. We all want to see Zach compete. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll do it too. You know, not t- thinking much of it, you know, but me being the, like, what we talked about is like, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm, I decided not to just jump in in this next one, you know, and give myself two months. Because I, I made a post last week that there's a difference between being in shape, being in MMA shape and being in competition shape. 
you know, I'd like to think that I kept myself in pretty decent MMA shape. But for the past few years, I've trained to give, you know, the fighter, the competitors one good round. Yeah. That's all I wanted was to give them one good round because I was just going to jump in, show them and then come back to, to coaching them. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's essentially what I've been training for, you know. So now with, with the grappling tournament, I'm training for multiple rounds, you know, the five minute match. And then you can have anywhere between one minute rest to 20 minute rest, you know, and it varies, you know, but multiple matches like Caesar had to win five matches in his last tournament to take first place. Stefan only had to win two, you know, so it's a different type of training that I wanted to give myself plenty of time for it, you know. So once that entered my mind, this became more than just me in doing this because Zach's going to do it, too. It became more of, all right. I want to win. Yeah. And I, you know, I lost that MMA fight almost 10 years ago. So I haven't had my hand raised for a competition since wrestling. And yeah. that was 16 years ago. <laughs> well, you technically got your hand raised in the in-house. Situation. Yeah, but that was still technically a draw. <laughs> you know, so my hand was raised right. with somebody else. You know, right. and it was not an official competition. You know, so in official competition, I haven't had my hand raised in 16 years. And that was in wrestling, a sport that I didn't really start to really appreciate and fall in love with until years after I stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, so the times that I won in wrestling, it it, take away the first one, because the first one always felt great. The the first time I won, it was like, this is amazing, you know, but The ones after that didn't seem so so amazing like the first one did. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because I, in my mind, I, I already knew, especially my, my last year, that I knew I was done and I wasn't going to wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of just going through the motions at that point. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to be able to feel that. And you will. You know, so because it's been a while, you know, and like you said, you know, retirement such a weird thing. I grew up watching professional wrestling and every single one of, my top guys have retired and come back and retired and come back, you know. So last year I said, yeah, I was done with the idea of competing. I'm just going to stick with coaching. And a year later, here I am, you know. So I don't want to go on here and say, yeah, this is just going to be a one-and-done tournament. It might be a one-and-done tournament. It might, I might do multiple tournaments, you know, but... I, I, I think I can already see because I... See, I think you're going to be, no matter what happens win or loss or win or second place or not mm-hmm. you're gonna be like oh well if if i got second i think i could do better yeah so you're gonna go back and, and try to get your win if you win oh well that means i'm gonna keep going like, and, and that, that's what's gonna happen that's fine that that was essentially one of my concerns because fine. the things that i understand with the undertaker you know when he was going through the same thing and like if he had a good match that he could be proud yeah. of saying that that's my last match he felt so good. He's like, I could probably do another one, you know. And then if he had a bad match, he's like, damn, I got to go out there and redeem myself, you know. And that led from him that 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 put him on a three year journey of going back and forth with retirement with man. Man's up there in age mm-hmm. as far as pro wrestling goes and, and the injuries that he's had that he was putting himself in some real potential danger every time he went back and forth with that, you know, because. For me, and and I'm pretty sure I said this on another podcast, or maybe it was just a conversation between you and I. The reason it's a grappling tournament and not an MMA fight is because 
with everything else that I have going on with with the the care that I have for my students as as their coach with the the amount of respect that I put myself in that I can't get myself in the mindset to go into an MMA setting yeah. you know the the mentality just I, I I can't get there unless I were to separate myself from my students which I'm not willing to do so was this more <clears throat> on the do you want to do this for yourself or do you want to do this for your students because I mean essentially you were not going to compete first until yeah and, and yeah and that's that's so is this for you or for and that's where that's where it started it started as that you know Wait, but which one for them yeah doing okay. it for zach okay. but then as i was going through the mental journey of okay how am i going to prepare for this you know i talked to coach Cress about it and then we went back and forth through text message for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. you know strategizing you know because things are different now yeah. and if if you guys haven't listened to the to the podcast with coach Cress, go back a few episodes and listen to that one because he said a lot of things that i really connected to you know i'm not old but the the generation is so new you know, as far as the sport goes, you know, he talked about how physically athletic wrestlers are now, you know, and, and when we were at uh, Logan's grappling tournament, Raul said the same thing about jujitsu, yeah. you know, and, and that's athleticism that I, I don't possess and I don't, I didn't train it that way. You know, in wrestling, it was very straightforward, especially once I got to the, to the varsity team, our coach was all double legs he's like shoot for a double shoot for a double shoot for a double mm-hmm. so it was just in your face type of things mm-hmm. you know so that's kind of and and my ground game is catch wrestling you know it's not a flowy jujitsu weight it's it's putting pressure it's making things miserable leverages pain as yeah. dan severn said you know so i may not be old but i have a very old school mentality when it comes to the sport and competing mm-hmm. you know so once i started Going into all of those things, the the excitement came back and, and the, the competitive side, because I do have a competitive side. I was just channeling that towards, you know, the coaching side, because we talked about how I just found out that there's team scores at these grappling tournaments and we got eighth out of 72 gyms in the last one. Yeah. You know, so the competitive side of me is like, all right, we're going to get first place mm-hmm. out of all these gyms, you know, and that's where I was channeling my my competitive mindset too you know but then as i started training and i I changed the style of my lifting and i started getting more rounds in with the guys and you know getting very humbled in some cases you know because like i talk about lee all the time you know he's newer he's a newer student he has a wrestling background Mm -hmm. but he's so fast you know he's a lot faster than me he's the speed that i had when i was 130 pounds you know so now me being 25 pounds heavier than him and being able to try to catch him because he moves so much and he's he is that athleticism that that coach Cress and I were talking mm-hmm. about you know so being able to go with him but then still being able to train with Zach and Edder mm-hmm. you know that are, are heavier stronger guys but with that old school mentality of just grit you know I, w- I went from Edder to Lee on Thursday you know and Edder is just so straightforward mm-hmm. boom took me back I smashed my head on the back of my head on the floor yeah. You know, and got up and keep going. And now I got Lee, who's all speed, mm-hmm. you know, and then I got you, which is a combination of the two. And it was just like, holy shit, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah. You have to kind of switch your mindset and your body and you have to adjust. And, and that's what I told Carla, yeah. Carla, that I'm having adjust. the most difficulty because I go from teaching to now I need to not be their coach and be a 
training partner for them and that that's the difficulty that i'm having you know and, and that's all, another reason why i wanted to give myself enough time to get ready because you know we have a bunch of people competing in April. Yeah. We got some potential updates on the fights in May that we'll leave until they're official so we yeah. can talk about it. Um you know, but we got guys in May that I have to make sure that they're ready for it too. Yeah. You know, so all of that's going to kind of prevent me from getting into the mindset that I need to get to for training, so I need to find ways around that. Yeah. Still. You know, it helps that Mac and Mark have been coming around more. Yeah. You know, but there's still that sense of if they're there, I need to see what they're doing because right. I need to know what they're telling the fighters. Right. So that I can guide them. Guide them. When it's your turn. When, when, when Mac there. and Mark aren't there, you know, so we can keep them on on the same track of improvement. Right. So you have to handle so many things at once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's the difficulty that I'm having. Physically, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. Um, you know, the, the aches and pains are still there. I don't, I don't think those are things that are ever going to go away at this point you know it's just pain management just like it's stress isn't going to go away it's just stress management um can you kind of like talk about exactly like what you mean with the difficulties of changing your mindset from a coach to a student because i i feel like i kind of know what it feels like because you know going through through um through the training camps on fridays with the girls i feel like i i work more in my technique then like I push myself but more in the te technical more mm -hmm. in the slow pace mm -hmm. want to make sure I do these things correctly but I don't I don't push myself as much as I do with the guys because again I'm using more strength with them and a little more explosiveness and I also you know like I, I I'm a little more comfortable just making sure that I go 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 right yeah Put that pressure but then I also have felt how I kind of have to slow that down be a little bit more careful with like with people that are, are not competing so I can be more mindful. And so I guess I can kind of can kind of feel what you feel, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm, I'm like really fully understanding because I don't know what you're feeling when that happens or how your mind um, processes this thing. So how is it different from like just the coach to a student yes. or like competitor to a coach? So so for me it goes back to, to what Anthony always told me is like you're either going to be a really good coach or a really good fighter one day mm -hmm. but you can't be both you know because coaches have to be very selfless you so co the coach gives themselves to the fighter you know so those are the times that I let my students work mm. you know and, and let them do things you know it's like okay if they if they get the takedown if they have the right setup then I'm going to give them the takedown I'm not going to fight it as much anymore mm. You know, I'm still going to give that, that resistance, but I'm not actively going to try to stop that takedown from happening. Okay. You know, and as a fighter, I have to be selfish, you know, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. You know, I'm going to try to stop their takedown or I'm going to try to take them down, mm -hmm. you know, because I find myself on occasions when, when I'm still kind of in coach mode. And, and it, it, two things happen depending on who I'm going with, because there, there's a lot of people at the gym that I, I fully trust 100 percent. I'm not going to get hurt. They're not going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, but then there's a few people where it's like, I need to make sure that neither of us get hurt. Mm. You know, from a business standpoint, I'd obviously students oh. getting hurt is a bad thing, right. you know, but then also I have to be here tomorrow at the gym no matter what. Right. I, I don't have sick days. I don't have off days. I don't have workers comp. You don't get that as a business owner, right. you know, so I can't get hurt, mm. you know, so there, there's sometimes I, I start around and that's solely my focus is to not me get hurt. Or not hurt 
somebody else because they're so spazzy and they don't know and they have no regards. Mm-hmm. I have fears of, okay, I'm going to blast him for this double leg and they're going to do something stupid and one of us is going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. when that part of my brain takes over, it's very difficult for me to flow and get the round that I need to get in order to, for me to get ready or for that person to get better. Yeah. Because it just, the safety part kind of takes over and that's why in the classes I've been trying to really hammer in people's heads the importance of safety and the importance of taking care of each other so that we can all grow yeah because now that you say that i see it because i've seen you train for your fight for your black belt Mm -hmm. and i've seen what you can do it's it's really you know you push yourself really hard and yeah you you have the skill and i still see yourself holding back a lot more than what you used to because even just taking Mac down like that on, on what's it on Thursday that we did the drills yeah. and he asked us to take him down, mm-hmm. just this little like easily grabbed both of his hands, push him up, and mm-hmm. then just went in for that double leg and picked him up like nothing and just mm-hmm. just dropped him. Like, yeah, nice, and seems a nice clean double I, leg. I I knew what Mac was looking for when he did that drill. Yeah. You know, and I and I think that's why he he was a certain way with certain people, because mm. I I think he he had kind of the same mentality too, because he was looking for something specific, mm. you know. So Mac knows. I had told him that I was I was competing. That's why I jumped in, you know, as as part of the training and stuff, you know. So I, I've told him my concerns, so I know what he was expecting out of all of us. And I think some people got it, some people weren't, and that's why he was kind of a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to see that, because he said it a few times, he wanted to see that aggression, that uh, that moving forward. You know, so Mac was someone that I also put 100% trust in my safety, and I know he's going to take care of himself too. And that was, I think, the wake-up call that I needed, because when I shoot in for a double, like, I get there, but then there's hesitation for me to, to put the force I need or the explosion that I need to finish it. Yeah. In attempts of taking care of your partner. Yes. Right? Okay. You know, so because I knew Mac was going to take care of himself. You just went in. I just went in, yeah. You yeah, know. Nice. So, and even just with that takedown, and, and I haven't had a chance to talk to Mac about that, but it triggered because the other, the other struggle between going from instructor and coach to competitor again i have repetition so many repetitions of these takedowns now but yeah. because i show them step by step my body's accustomed to doing them step by step kind of like with lifting weights no like the slow tempo yeah weights. yeah and, and that that's changed over the past i i, I want to say about five to six weeks now i've been i've been lifting at a faster tempo yeah but um, that's what i meant by those you know but example. When I did that takedown on Mac, mm-hmm. it was just a solid. And then it clicked right away why I fail all my double legs. Because I also went with Edder that day, and I couldn't double leg him. You know, Edder is difficult to take down to begin with. He has really good takedown defense to yeah. begin with. But I can, as soon as I got the takedown on Mac versus what I was doing with everybody else, I it clicked with me what I'm not doing in my takedowns when I'm going live with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving, I'm getting to their legs. But I'm not popping and driving upward to take them over. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm demonstrating, I drive in, I grab the legs, I pause there to show everybody the hand placement, the foot placement, and then I get up and go. As opposed to do it in only one motion. Yes. Ah, yep. Boom. Okay. And, yeah. and it's at that split it. second that I'm losing my takedown. Mm-hmm. 
you know so you that just clicked you know and, and yeah. that wasn't mac telling me that this is what it is that was just me having that trust in mac that he wasn't going to do anything crazy that was going to hurt me or he wasn't going to do anything crazy that was going to get himself hurt when i went in for a real takedown yeah that was clean mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying i was like yeah and that's why for me it's not surprising because i'm like okay this is what you typically do it's just it really does suck to see you hold back a lot yeah but I also understand that you you are you are being mature enough to take care of your partner. You have no ego, and at this point, you you are helping your students get further, and you're helping them grow. Yeah. And so I guess that's the sacrifice, right? That you have to go through. You you put yourself last at mm-hmm. the end, and you help them grow. And then once they're like they're skilled enough, or maybe they have a little bit of more experience, that's when you start pushing the pace. Yeah, and that's good. Right? I hear you talking about it with other people too, and it, and it makes me feel good every time you say it because that's what I did with you. You oh. know, it was it was training you to be a good training partner for me. That's why I spent so much time getting you. You know, thanks all all those butt whoopings, all the heavy grappling rounds, all the the pads uh, sessions yeah. was so that I know that you could do that. You know, because I wanted a good training partner too. You know, but now it's it's. I don't think I ever explained those things to you, which is why I don't say it out loud. I never said, all right, you know, you're going to get the tough love because it's going to make you better. It's just the only way that I knew how, you know, and I think I've seen it with a couple of the newer people that they don't understand that concept, Mm -hmm. you know, so when we push them, they think we're going hard on them. We think that they think that we're trying to hurt them when that's not the case. You know, all those times that, you know, when we were, you and I were grappling and I took you down and, you know, I can feel you trying to get up or not really trying to get up. And then I tell you, all right, this round isn't over until you stand up. Forget about the clock. Forget about everything. We're not done until you stand up. That was a push. There were tears. There was yelling. There was screaming. There was you not being too happy. But you stood up. You stood up and then I never had to do that again. Because as soon as I took you down, you got back up, yeah. you know, but. To be honest with you, I, I, I can see that in because you did that with me, I do that to people. And that's because it just comes out. That's just what I trained to do. Yeah. When, when I do those things to certain people, it's not to be a bully or anything. Mm-hmm. It's because I genuinely, this is what I trained to do. Yeah. I, there's no other oh I'm just gonna be nice to you because you're this person no because then in a real fight you're not gonna get this or even what Zach is always saying like in reality in, in like real life situation self defense situation where you're out there in the world someone's on top of you what are you gonna do yeah. are you gonna let them kill you sorry for saying that word but like that <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna let them do that finish you or are you gonna get up and save your life yeah you, know, you have to depend on yourself and yeah either that or you what are you gonna do? Yeah, you can't depend on other people. You have to get up. Yep. And so, yeah, I do that with people because you have taught me that, um, not to be lazy mm-hmm. and to push myself. And so, that's what I've been doing because you've been. This is all the byproduct of what you make me do, what you teach me. Exactly. And that, that's what I was talking with um, Mark and Mac about too, you know, because what was it last not this past Saturday the Saturday before 
was, I think, Caesar's first real session with Mac and Mark Ooh. for a training camp. Well, that's scary. You know, it was during the 9 a.m. class, you know, so I'm keeping time for everybody. I'm, you know, making sure that the people that are doing the grappling tournament are, are getting ready, you know, while Mac and Mark were working with Caesar in the cage. You know, but I can just hear from the other room the things that Mark's yelling at him. And I started getting like this post-traumatic stress from, you know, my last training camp where Mark's saying the same things, yeah. you know. But I've had conversations with them and I've had conversations with some of the students and stuff. And, and I had a really good conversation with the Thursday morning class because I, I told them how important it is for me to understand who the, the competitor is as an individual for me to coach them, you know, because I, I'm fully aware that not everyone responds to the to the loud yelling and stuff. And, and there's other people that want to be guided, you know, step by step. And I need to know those things if I'm going to corner somebody. Yeah. You know, I have my philosophies and things, but whatever we can do to compromise on where the, the fighter and the coach are both getting what they need is important, you know. But I I have a mixture of both. Like, I... I my coaches were loud, you know, even growing up, my dad had his moments where he could be really loud when he's trying to teach something. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was. But me as an individual, me as a coach, I'm not like that. I'm not the yelling type of guy. I yell when it's needed, Yeah, you know, but at this and at the same time, I'm loud when it's needed. But yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tell you step by step on how to do something, because if you're competing, you should know that. I shouldn't have to tell you to get underhooks. You should already have an underhook by the time I say the word underhook, you know, or you should at least be pummeling for it, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's where where some people differ, but they need to understand the mindset of that and the mindset of me not wanting to guide people step by step. I'm not trying to make my job easier and make the competitor's job harder. Mm -hmm. It's just exactly what I said is by the time I say the word underhook, you might have lost that opportunity to get it. But as I'm saying these things, your opponent is also hearing these things. Right. You know, so I'm a big believer that in class, I'm going to do that. I'm going to show you guys these things and I'm going to do this and we're going to rep them and we're going to drill them until they're embedded in your brain. Because in a real life situation, you don't have too much time to think about it. You know, so by the time we get there to compete, I'm just there to remind you of stuff. I'm just there to kind of give you an extra push when you need it. Um, but the fights are won in training camps you know if if you can't get your shit together during a training camp what makes you think you're going to get your shit together in a competition where there's a bunch of people watching and you're up against somebody that doesn't care how you feel or doesn't care about you being physically okay and they don't want you to win when everybody that you train with wants you to win that's why we're doing what we're doing at the gym Right, so if you can't get your shit together for that, how are you gonna do that in competition? You know, it, it, it sounds rough, yeah. but that's the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, I can agree, and but I feel it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that feels like. Uh huh. But this is the it's the the reality. You need that reality check. Hmm. It's like no, I feel like no champion, no, you know, first place competitor did it without their coach being honest with them. Yeah. And if you're honest with all of us, then there's no room to sugarcoat because all we focus is the reality. Mm-hmm. It's like when when the the first time around when Caesar 
got his second place. Like you straight up told him, like this is what you needed to do. This is what we can work on. You didn't say, oh, I'm sorry, you feel this way. Yeah. You didn't go up to him and try to hug him through it. You were not that person. Like no. other people were like, oh, I'm sorry, this happened to you. You can get better next time. No, you didn't even mm-hmm. say that. Yep. You're like, okay, well now we gotta work on this, 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 and that. Yep. Then you play, made a plan of action, and then back at the gym. And the same thing with Leo. After his the, his last fight, yeah, he won it, but you're like, okay, now we gotta work on this, 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 and that. Yeah. And now we've been working on it. So it doesn't matter if, well, it matters that they win or, or lost or whatever the case is. What matters is that they're getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's what your goal is every time that they get better. Because they can always improve no matter what. And so, yeah, you, you have that reality check in the beginning. And yeah, it's gonna hurt because <laughs> some people don't wanna hear the truth, but it's gonna help us get better and it's the same thing with you like you go through those reality checks every time you train with Mac Mm -hmm. with Mark with Coach Cress how many times have they told you this is what you're doing this is what you're doing yeah (laughs) Coach Cress is real good with that Coach Cress keeps me really honest like right whether it's through Instagram like I'll post a video (laughs) and then he'll message me he's like what was that oh my god you know (laughs) you know it's just he's like don't forget to do this don't forget to do that you yeah. know, and then he'll send me. He he's coaching me from afar ever since I told him that I was doing this grappling tournament. You know, Isn't he's been yeah. He he sends me motivational stuff. He sends me this. Aww, he's statistics and all that stuff. You know, but he he keeps me really honest and stuff. And if he's in you, yeah, you know. But especially you know when it comes to grappling and my wrestling. And I told him, I was talking to Mac about it. It was like as a former wrestler. I get disappointed in myself that I can't finish a double leg every time I go for it, you know. But the double, I, I saw a, a YouTube short that asked, "What type of wrestler are you? The the technical, the defensive, or the aggressive?" And I was like, "I'm the defensive," you know. And they showed examples is like, "All right, you're really good at defending the takedown. You're really good at countering the takedown and stuff." That became my style. And I'm the aggressive. You know, so when it comes to me finishing the takedowns and I told Mac what we did today is exactly what I needed because I'm very defensive with the way that we had set up the practice is like there's no room for me to to be defensive because the objective was to get a takedown, Mm. you know, so that pushes me out of my comfort zone into the growing zone. So Mac does that really well. Mark does that really well for me. Coach Crest does that really well, you know, so I'm. I'm confident in my team. We talked about the the team that I have. Even just just talking to people that are within my weight class, mm-hmm. I have great training partners to help me get back into that competition shape. Yeah. You know, so it's it's exciting. I, I'm excited. You know, to say I'm not nervous, but the nerves aren't necessarily from the actual competition. The nerves are from balancing everything that I got to balance. Yeah. You know, next week when we hopefully have updates for you guys you guys will hear why that's gonna amplify in the next <laughs> few months you yeah. know but th- there's there's a lot of things that are going on yeah. you know and i don't want to half-ass the tournament but at the same time i don't want to half-ass my classes that i'm teaching the fighters that i'm coaching the business that i'm running i, I that that's those are things that i'm not willing to sacrifice i have sacrificed sleep over the past few weeks to make sure that i'm getting the things that i need done I've sacrificed a lot of comfort because I'm I'm pushing my body 
to get back into competition shape so i'm sore and there's the aches and pains are there you know the days that i was like ah, i don't want to go to chiropractor i know i need to go to the chiropractor mm-hmm. days that, ah, i don't feel like going to uic and, and hitting the sauna like saturday was a long day and i was highly considering not going you you said that you were out you were sick so you weren't going to make it to the city. I was like, do I really need to go to UIC? Mm-hmm. And I was pretty close to not going. And then I just grabbed my stuff. And I was like, no, because this is how it all this is how you start convincing yourself that you don't need to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why we do things. With the time that I have and the energy that I have to me, everything that I do has a purpose. I don't do anything that doesn't have a purpose. You know, so if I'm putting something, especially something that I'm putting in my schedule to do every week, it's pretty important to do, you know, so I can't start getting those repetitions of not wanting to do it just because I'm tired, just because I'm sore, you know, and of all days for me not want to go to the sauna and the hot tub is the day that I, two days after I get whiplash from that takedown and my neck is super tight. So why wouldn't I want to go try to relax that, you know, but I think it's it's what you always tell them like take it one day at a time yeah. just one competition at a time right now yeah you have to get ready for that competition but it's still happening in months yeah you know so the first the grappling and then if the fights come up whatever comes up but other than that you still have some time you know yeah so take it step by step take it one competition at a time one in-house tournament whatever the case is and then it will go from there, but don't overwhelm yourself too much with yeah. thinking about everything in one day because it's not going to happen all in the same day, mm-hmm. right? And that's why, like, even in in the preparation for the months ahead, like, I'm looking ahead of, of scheduling and, like, mm-hmm. you know, training days, you know, when I'm going to go see Coach Kress, when I'm going to go see Dan Severin, when I'm going to have Dan Severin back. Like, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to plan those out, but I'm also planning out, all right, I'm going to have fun this weekend. I'm yeah. going to relax this weekend. Yep. I'm going to do this this weekend that's unrelated to the gym or MMA or grappling or anything, you know, but the, the, this thing's going to be for me. This weekend's going to be for me. This weekend's going to be relaxed, you know, whatever the case is. I'm also putting those because I know if I don't, I'm going to skip those and then that's how I get burnt out. There you go. But like you said burnt out. You don't want to get to that point. But yeah. now I'm glad that you're finally putting that into into your your routine even if you're not burned out yet yeah <laughs> but you want to put there so you don't get there exactly right? so i'm glad that you're doing that I'm, I'm very happy for you and just keep doing that and, and you have everyone's support people that are listening to this podcast support you people that are just watching you on youtube or on instagram or tiktok they're watching you because they support you mm-hmm. people that have no guts to run a business to to do a competition to be themselves or to put themselves out there on social media, you're doing that for them. So you are a big inspiration for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So understand that you're not doing this yourself. You have the backup, a team that watches you, that wants you to win. So you are going to do all those things that you want to. And if one day you want to fight, then we're going to be there to support you no matter what. You have a team. So understand that you got it. Thank you. Right? <laughs> you got it, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Just but, have fun with it, though. Those yeah. competitions are supposed to be fun. Yeah. They suck because it's it's a whole training camp for it, and your mindset needs to be there. But they really don't suck. Like, you know, Mike Tyson used to say, like, you train for that. I mean, was it Muhammad Ali, right? Mm-hmm. You train all those weeks in, in hell, and then the reward is the fight. Yeah. It's the same thing here. You put yourself through all this craziness, and then once you get to that point, you're just going to have fun. Yeah. So, just do that. 
that's the goal that's the goal um but yeah and having fun is the thing that i missed out on when i fought so it's definitely going to be something and and even when i wrestled it, it wasn't something that i viewed as fun you know so i'm looking for this to be the first competition that i actually have fun with Yay. you know so and i can't wait to see you compete against zach it's gonna be a good one we're gonna put this on youtube <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys are gonna watch it's gonna be fun but yeah Zach and I have a goal because we're looks like we're going to be doing the same division, so we're looking so for nice. for first and second place in that Ooh. tournament. So, oh, I can't wait! I'm so, excited. That's what we got coming up uh, down the line. You know, we're you follow along the the journey of of me getting back into competition shape uh, on all social media platforms at Taz MMA underscore Fitness as well as YouTube. At Taz Knows, you can follow Nene on Instagram at Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM. And then subscribe to her YouTube and Patreon at Nene MMA. Um, But that's about it for this week, guys. Um, Like I said, hopefully we'll have a big announcement for you guys next week. Um, We're going to try to just get all those things. There's a few announcements, hopefully, that I'm working on finalizing um, this week. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned, stay posted, follow us, and we will see you guys back next week.